2: beautiful souls and welcome back to the podcast my name is dionja nicolette if you're new here my love welcome i'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of manifest daily and of course to my og listeners yard note of vibes okay hey girl hey hey boy hey what's poppin what's good welcome back to another episode of your fave My loves, first of all, happy Tuesday. I hope y'all are having a beautiful week so far. It's definitely a very weird day here today. Very, very weird vibes. Of course, y'all know we had the Scorpio lunar eclipse last week, which I don't know about y'all, but that was an intense eclipse for me. I am a Taurus, very, a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart But I feel like I tend to feel the Scorpio and Taurus eclipses very, very, very heavily considering obviously my chart and the placements that I have. But that one in particular was so intense. And we know that lunar eclipses are very much powerful full moons. And so they're really about releasing, about letting things go. And I feel like I was doing a lot of releasing. I had so many moments over the last week or so where I felt like I was really exhausted, crying a bunch just releasing, letting things go. And I feel like even in this moment, I feel like I'm still in that space where it's just a lot of releasing. Hey, y'all, interrupting this episode, editing me popping in here just to do a trigger warning. I am talking about some of the um, events that happened in Dallas recently, and we are talking about mass shootings coming up. So I know I don't typically dive into that kind of stuff, but I just want to give a trigger warning. If you want to fast forward to the interview part of this episode, I'll have the timestamp down below and you can skip. This piece. I try to not really talk about too many current events on the show simply because of the fact that I know this show can be, for a lot of people, just kind of like an escape from, you know, the world and like what's going on. It's like you come here for good vibes and like a good chat and for. Just, you know, like a good time, right? But I also feel like I would be incredibly remiss if I did not discuss how I'm feeling in particular emotionally as it relates to current events in this world. And so, you know, one of the things that we are going through in the United States is the amount of mass shootings that we are experiencing. And there was one this weekend in Texas at. An outlet mall pretty close to me and i just find myself so shaken by that i think um it's one of those things where i i don't know like i wish i had a solution and i think a lot of us are in that place where we feel incredibly powerless right because it's like how do you how do you how do you get rid of bad intentions and evil and bad things happening to innocent people and fear and paralyzing anxiety in the world? How do you get rid of feeling like, I don't even want to step outside of my house because God forbid, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I'm taken away from this life and my family and like everything that I love. And I don't really know, you know, what to say or what to like, I feel like there, they're, I I don't have a positive spin for this. I don't have, you know, a reason. I don't understand. I am exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm sure many of you are as well. I'm sure there's some of you listening who have been directly impacted by acts of violence in this country or perhaps another country. And it's like, how, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And so, I don't know, this weekend was really weird. Today is really weird because... I'm just like really terrified. Like I have no other way of putting it except that like, I went to the gym this morning and because I was like okay you know getting back into my routine and like let me do some things that I love and that I enjoy and so I go to the gym and my entire workout I'm just thinking like what if someone just has incredibly evil intentions coming into this gym today and what if just like what if right and. The fact that we're living in this world where it's like you, you can go anywhere, be doing anything and that could be it. Like it could just be someone who is so angry at the world for not seeing them, so angry at their experience that instead of finding help or doing something about it, they go out and choose to harm other people in order to, I don't know, get revenge or make meaning out of their life. Like I, I don't really know why, but I think I'm just really struggling with that. And if you're also in a similar space where you feel just like that paralyzing fear of like not wanting to leave your house or, or not wanting to do anything, just know that like, obviously you're not alone in feeling that. Like, like I literally, like I never used to have this debilitating fear of, of crowds and of places where there were a lot of people, but now I do. It's like, every time I think about going somewhere, it's like, you know, I'm thinking how many people are going to be there? Is this going to be, is this, is it a nice day out? Is this a, a time where this could be an event or a place or something that's targeted? It's like even certain things where, you know, it's like a celebration and you're like, there's, there's probably going to be someone who is so upset at life and the world and their experience that they want to ruin a celebration for a group of people. Yeah, Guys, I'm, I'm really sorry that (laughs) I feel like part of me is like, I should just delete this whole intro because it's, I feel like, yeah, it's like really negative because I don't have a solution and I don't know what to say, except like, I don't know. But yeah, I just want, you know, anyone listening who's like also feeling the same and just kind of like trying to navigate, you know, that, like, how do you continue living and like doing work, like going to work and like doing all these things. As if, as if like, we're not literally living in this reality that's so fucked. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? How do you do that? I'm really struggling with that. I think, um, you know, I think a lot of us, we, we power through because there is no other choice. It's like your bills are still due, right? You still have to go to work. You still have to show up for your responsibilities. And so we're powering through. But how much can we power through? and push aside our emotions, and push aside our fears, and pretend that everything is okay, how much can we continue to do that when it's very clear that things are not okay? I don't know. I feel like I'm personally just at this point where it's like even just like reading emails for work, or going to work, or doing things work-related, like I find myself thinking like this is just so pointless right now, because there's so much happening that it's related to like human rights and like survival and and all of these fuck things that are going on in the world but we're sitting here and we're talking about things that i personally feel like are just not important if you compare it to this overall issue of like what we're all going through right now on earth and like especially what we're all going through like in the united states and obviously in other countries as well there's just so much happening but i'm only speaking from my personal experience living in the states Um, And that's, that is what I have like a direct response to. But there's so much and I often find myself wondering, like, how do we get rid of evil? And it's, it's, it's this tough question, because we talked about dichotomy so many times on the show. And like, you know, good and bad, like white and black, like, you know, the, the Not the spectrum, but the fact that we have to have that balance, right? In order to know the good times, we have to also know the bad times. And so we have that like light and that dark and those opposites, those polar opposites. But it's like, I'm just like, I, I wish we could just remove all the evil and just have the good, you know? But that isn't our experience and that isn't what's happening. And I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, this is a heavy intro. So I, I do want to just, I mean, I probably should have said that at the very beginning, but um, for anyone that's listening and they're like, oh, I expected some positivity today. Well, we're going to get into a positive conversation, a very interesting conversation. And, you know, but I just want to send y'all so much love. I want to send y'all like for all the virtual hugs as we're all just like grieving and processing and trying to understand how we can move forward, how we can create change. I'm never going to sit here and push any political beliefs on anyone, but I am going to sit here and talk about human rights and mental health and how incredibly important that is and how incredibly important it is to share resources and share information about how we can work towards better mental health collectively and just kind of understanding how we can all care for each other better. Like where this is a country where there's like such an incredible focus on individualism an individual success and growth and all of these things and it's to our detriment right it's to our detriment because at this point we've gotten to a place where I feel like a lot of us aren't thinking about others or looking out for others it's kind of like to each his own type of thing and I feel like there's such a power in collectivism and in wanting the best for our community I don't have answers I don't I don't I actually don't have anything this is kind of more just like my own personal release I guess because I've been really just struggling with all of these feelings and just like a lot of fear a lot of really paralyzing fear and a lot of sadness and I'm not sure what to do so sending y'all hugs if you're struggling with this as well just know that obviously like I said you're not alone we're not alone like so many people are feeling this but you know if I if I have any resources or solutions or anything that I can share will do my best to bring this to the show. But I just want y'all to know that I'm not immune to knowing what's happening and to feeling so broken by everything that's happening. So, okay. I think it's time we switch gears a bit because we, like I said, do have a guest episode today. And I, you know, wanted to do a guest episode because I just didn't really feel up to doing a, a solo today. But this is one that I'm excited for us to actually get into. It is a skincare-focused episode. So, you know, if any of y'all are really working on skincare, bettering your skincare regimen, all that good stuff as we get into the summer months and perhaps you're wanting to wear less makeup or perhaps you don't wear makeup at all and you really want to place more of that emphasis on your skincare and taking care of your skin, um, I think this will be a really good episode for you. So today we have Danielle and Kaylee, the Founders of ClearStem on the podcast. ClearStem is a revolutionary brand that created the all in one category of toxin free acne and age skincare in 2017. You've probably seen ClearStem in Forbes magazine, Entrepreneur, Refinery 29, Push, WWD, the Skinny Confidential podcast, and also on Almost 30 podcasts, amongst others. So, this is a really interesting episode because Danielle, Kaylee, and I get into this chat all about skincare. We talk about Accutane, we talk about acne in particular and acne prone skin and kind of the reasons for someone experiencing acne, cystic acne, um, acne where it's very difficult and hard to get rid of it we talk about Clearstem, how that came to be how Clearstem is different from a lot of other acne products on the market and what it brings to the table for um, not just acne skin acne prone skin but also how it has this really cool blend with acne fighting ingredients plus anti-aging ingredients as well so this is a good one grab your snack grab a beverage of choice maybe if you need to take a little bit of a, a calm and grounding deep breath before we dive into this one to kind of process everything I said before. Totally take that time. But let's go ahead and dive into this episode where we're chatting with Danielle and Kaylee, the founders of Clear Stem. Oh, and one more thing actually before we dive into this episode, Danielle and Kaylee so graciously gifted us a coupon code for Claire Stem. So if y'all are interested in trying their products, go ahead and just use the code MANIFESTDAILY, that's all caps, at Claire Stem's website and you will get 15% off of your entire purchase super excited for y'all um to try out clear stem they actually sent me some of their products before and i've been using the wash and i've also been using their serums as well and i really enjoy them so the coupon will be down below in the show notes as well as the website where you can check out the products but okay now now we can go ahead and dive into today's episode hi danielle hi kaylee how y'all doing today so good so happy to be here Great. (laughs) i love this i'm super excited for this chat and for us to get into all of the juicy questions that we have today but of course for anyone listening i would love to start with an intro so i don't know if y'all want to take turns it's always like interesting when i have two (laughs) guests but if y'all want to take turns and kind of chat through um, what you do who you are and how you found your way to this work
3: Definitely, I'll start. Um, So I'm Danielle Gronich, the acne guru. Um, Struggled with my skin um, and still do if I'm not careful, but struggled really, really hard for over a decade with severe cystic acne. Um, It got really bad when I went to college and um, I was studying biology, cellular biology, immunology and genetics at the time as I was going through my re- devastating acne struggle. Um, so was learning about the body, all the intricacies and trying to treat it through traditional dermatology. And I, it was just a nightmare. I got put on like five different types of birth control. They kept switching it to test it, bit um, spent years on antibiotics, did spironolactone multiple times, literally had to do Accutane three separate times and my acne still came right back. So like as a biology student, I'm like, this makes no sense. Um, so decided actually to not go to medical school because of what I had gone through from the patient perspective. I'm like, this is just a prescription writing machine. I don't want to make a career in this. So, um, long story short, I'm in the corporate world. I am now 28 and my third round of Accutane has just, uh, basically failed. I had to stop a month short because the side effects were getting so severe and it was like affecting my vision to the point where they thought it could be permanent so i had to stop a tiny bit early and it still came right back just like it did the of la- the first two times so i became obsessed with trying to figure this out myself i wound up leaving the corporate world to go back to school and became um, an esthetician i focus only on clinical work treating acne and started san diego acne clinic here in la jolla california uh, so I started San Diego Acne Clinic about eight years ago and met Kaylee here as one of my first patients, actually. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I met Danielle when I was at my wit's end, struggling with horrific cystic acne. It seemed like it came out of nowhere. In a matter of two months, my entire face had erupted with bright red cystic acne, both sides of my cheek, completely covering it under my neck. And at the time I was going to every single doctor, dermatologist, esthetician I could possibly find. And my only solutions were go go back on birth control, go on antibiotics. And then the dermatologist said the only solution was Accutane. And at this time I had already gone back to school to study holistic nutrition. So I'd understand at the core what each of these medications did. And it's not the path that I personally wanted to take because I I knew something was wrong. Like I felt it in my body as having other issues with digestion and rapidly losing weight. Like, and I was like, no, this isn't just acne, like something and something is triggering this acne. And again, every doctor I went to was just like, oh, just try this, just try that. We don't know what's going on. And it was the hardest thing. I felt like no one was listening to me. I felt like no one under, like, could possibly understand. And so kept Google searching and you know, I'm like trying every single diet that exists, spending thousands of dollars on all different types of skincare, listening to every piece of marketing that existed. Nothing seemed to work. One last Google search, up pop San Diego Acne Clinic. Um, I met Danielle. I happen to be her last client of the day, so I went in with like a huge bag of like all the skincare I was currently using, all the supplements I was taking. And again, at this time, I really didn't know anything about skincare. I only knew what I, you know, what I saw people posting about or what companies, what marketing was saying. But I actually, no, I didn't have any like clear. Idea of a proper skincare routine, so I go in and we find out I have twelve different acne triggers going on. Everything from using pore clogging ingredients to over supplement over supplementation of because in excess, certain supplements actually trigger testosterone, which triggers hormonal acne. So again, twelve different things going on. Um, worked with danielle i eliminated all 12 of them and got on a proper skincare routine it was only four products like it was really simple and actually it was um the products were what danielle was developing in the lab with our now chemist and um you know our very first serum cell renewal was in was in that bunch and um proper skincare routine in a matter of two months my skin was completely clear with no scar damage and it's never come back like that again and from there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, from there. We cl- we clearly were onto something, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was all like a story of fortuitous events, right? Um, and another clinic patient of mine was an Amazon guy. He was like, "Let me put this scar serum on Amazon for you." Um, I was like, "Go for it. Why not? You take a commission. I don't have to really do anything. Try it. Why not?" All of a sudden, we're get we're doing like fifteen grand a month on this serum, and we're and no marketing, and we're like, "Wait, whoa!" No. And then. So we made a little website and then people started answering us and then kaylee like built our instagram and then people wanted more from us and we're like okay so maybe we'll make this and that and then all of a sudden we're like we need to make a full skincare line like this is needed and as we're trying to figure out the brand essentially and our why we're like okay this product was made to help with scars but it's also anti-aging it's also helping with people's wrinkles because it has the collagen derived like stem cell media, right? So it helps, if it can help with wrinkle, uh, scars, it can help with wrinkles. That's the cool thing about it. So it had this like dual functionality and it was like, like a concept, anti-aging meets anti-acne and we're like yeah this is what we both want we're both like in our 30s acne prone but want to age well we want a line that does this whole thing so that's how clear stem was born yeah
2: okay so kismet that y'all met through the office i feel like just even that whole story of you being like the last patient of the day i love stories like that because it's like from that one meeting this entire line like this entire thing was born which I think is really cool. And I want to dive into Claire some in a little bit, but really want to kind of circle back to um, Kaylee, what you touched on, which was like those 12 different triggers that you had, right, that popped up and were indicators of like what was causing your acne. So, when we talk about acne, I feel like sometimes people have this like very simplistic view of like, okay, if you're not on a proper skincare routine or if you're not like washing your face, like that's why you get acne, right? And we've obviously come to learn that it's not just a thing of like cleanliness or it being like just wash your face and do this and like you won't get acne, right? But what are some of the top causes that y'all have found when it comes to like men and women when it comes? to the causes of their acne and the things that you tend to see pop up for a lot of people
1: yeah and here's what i didn't realize either is i'm very acne prone and so is danielle and being acne prone is genetic and what some people you know see on the internet or see someone posting about they might not be acne prone at all. So they can be like, hey, eat these skin enriching foods or eat this, eat that. And they might not break out to anything they're doing because they're just really not acne prone at all. So it's really important, like the education that we give are for people who are acne prone, struggling with acne, or even if it's not consistent, you know, all year round, all month long, um, even the, you know, period acne, right before, you know, around your cycle, that like if you can be more acne prone during that time as well so a lot of the things that we talk about are very specific towards people who are acne prone or when you're breaking out specifically um so the first one that i knew nothing about <laughs> um was pore cloggers and you'll see the term pore clogging or non-comedogenic means non-pore clogging um, but i never really knew what that meant and basically what it is is Skincare that has pore clogging ingredients in it that is physically going to clog your pore and cause a breakout. Um, I didn't really know what to look for and the term non communogenic isn't regulated. So someone can claim non-poor clogging and there actually is pore cloggers in it because there's a scale of pore cloggers from zero to five. It's a comedogenic scale. And so someone who's really, really acne prone might break out from even something that's a two um, when when five is the worst of the worst. So the first thing we did was go through all of my skincare, hair conditioner, um, and makeup to check for pore cloggers. And almost everything I was using was breaking me out, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and because this can be really overwhelming for people, we've actually simplified this. Um, on the clear stems website we have a pore clogging ingredients checker so now you can just google whatever your product is pull the full ingredient deck copy and paste it into the checker and it'll show up red if there's a pore clogging ingredient in it and then you know hey my moisturizer is the one that's breaking me out or hey it's my foundation or my bronzer it's breaking out that way you can identify the culprit and that you don't have to throw out all of your skincare all of your hair care all of your makeup you can identify which one it is. And so before you start changing anything that you're eating or supplements that you're taking, that is the very first place to start because you can be doing all the amazing internal work for acne, but if you're still using products that have poor clogging ingredients, you're still gonna break out. So that's the first one.
2: I guess my follow-up question would be how do you know how many i guess comedogenic ingredients you can have right because for example if someone is very acne prone you're saying something that's a two could break them out and say like their moisturizer has an ingredient that's a two in there that could possibly be the thing but you know for someone else it might be their limit is like three ingredients or five is it kind of a matter of process of elimination and then figuring out, okay, my limit is this or whatever, like kind of like a food elimination diet to figure out food allergies.
3: I love you so much for asking this question. We've literally never been asked this question (laughs) and it's so important in how to think about this. So okay, Mm -hmm. the comedogenic scale goes from zero to five. Zero means it's totally safe, like water, cannot clog your pore. Five means it's going to clog your pore. Like if you're acne prone, you will break out if you use this thing most likely, right? A five. Some examples of fives are coconut oil and filler agents like isopropyl myristate or ethyl hexyl palmitate. There's a whole list of them that we have on our website, and we built a search function where you can plug in your ingredient deck and it'll tell you. But back to that scale. So it's a numbers game. You've got to call it ten thousand pores on your face. If you put something on your face that is a two. Um, olive oil is actually a two topically, right? If you put just slather your face with olive oil and you're super acne prone, that's a 40% chance that it's gonna break out, that it's gonna break you out. Two out of five is about a 40% chance. Now, if it's pure olive oil, that is a pure 40% chance. If the olive oil is in the middle of the ingredient deck of your moisturizer, like it's kind of far down, it's not one of the main ingredients. That reduces significantly. So, will it still clog some of your ten thousand pores? Probably. Um, and if you're super acne prone, that you know any clogged pore, your you, if you're super acne prone, like you get cystic acne, your skin protein grows so fast that any clogged pore, your skin's going to keep growing so fast, it'll bury it, and you can get cystic really quickly. So, the the risk to reward of messing around in this in this context is very high. Um, if you're not that acne prone and you're like, oh, I broke out in high school, but not really anymore. Um, but my, and I love this moisturizer and it has a tiny bit of olive oil and it doesn't break you out. You're probably okay. It is situational for sure. But we always tell people if you are struggling with acne, you've got to eliminate all the variables. Then you reintroduce them on purpose
2: one at a time. That's how you know what your unique triggers are and in what proportionality. Yeah. And also too, I guess, going back to the genetic piece, thank you for that, by the way, that was like super helpful. Um, There's also that part of, I guess, like I'm not very acne prone on my face, for example, but my back and my chest um, ever since like I was a teen have been more acne prone. Right. And so now we're getting into things like your body wash and your moisturizer. So for someone who maybe is not acne prone on their face, but in, you know, specific other parts of their body, is it kind of like doing the same process? Process, but doing so with products that you're using mainly on those parts of your body?
3: Yes, definitely. So people that break out on their upper back, it is normally from hair product, like hair conditioner. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Okay. If,
3: it's on your, if it's on your chest, I mean, chest and back, it could be your body wash. A lot of body washes, like a Dove is like one of the worst. Um, um, Not the is, dove. I know it's it leaves like a coating on you like when I literally someone uses dove, most of the dove hydrating body washes if you take a toner on them it's, it's like a waxy residue that comes off it's pretty gnarly um but there, and then there's other body washes that have coconut oil in them, like Dr. Bronner's. So if you are prone to breaking out anywhere, you've got to make sure you're getting rid of pore clogging ingredients, because even if it's not the culprit, the only culprit, it still will be a culprit. Like if that skin's prone to acne, these ingredients will make that worse. Um, And then other areas in the body, um, like chest and back, are also heavily related to hormonal acne too. Like if you're on something that's spiking your testosterone, or if you're taking whey protein. Those are huge triggers for body
2: acne. So this could be one, like the the powder that you're mixing to like make your protein shakes, but also the pre-made protein shakes at the store that you can pick up as well.
1: Yes, that's why, I- Yeah, our our favorite way to educate people is just get people excited to be their own detective. Like actually find out what's going in your body instead of operating just like grab something, eat it, grab something, drink it. Like what? Because if it's, you know, if you're not grabbing an apple, right? If it's a packaged food and it has like 20 ingredients on the back, like what are you actually eating? And is this being beneficial to you? Or is this causing some type of struggle in your life? And maybe it's digestive issues, but maybe it's What's triggering your acne? And so, checking the ingredients before you buy something, before you eat something, getting comfortable, you know, going to a smoothie shop. You know, you go to the gym, you work out, you get a uh, shake after, and asking, like, hey, what kind of protein do you use? Is it a vegan based protein? Um, because people who are acne prone whey protein and, and dairy for that matter. So, if they're putting milk in it, if they're putting whey protein powder in, milk isolate powder in, um, maybe they're using a, like a peanut butter powder that ha- that's mixed with whey, different things like that. It's really important to understand what it is and then know that things like whey protein and, my- and, and um, milk protein isolate are, are, can sneak in little bars and little grab and go shakes. Um, so it's really just getting comfortable understanding the ingredients and just turning it over and be like, Hey, does this have a lot of dairy in it? This could be the cause of my acne right now.
2: with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash daily. That's drinkag1.com slash daily. Check it out.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: That's actually so wild. And you know, what's interesting to me is kind of like, as we're talking about this again, there are so many different possible causes. So like you said, it's about becoming your own detective and really trying to do, I guess, a bit of investigation, elimination, reintroducing things to figure out what's causing that. But if someone were to, I guess I'm thinking of um, those food sensitivity tests like Everly well, and I know those in and of themselves are not very like, fully conclusive, like you can, you know, going to doctors, probably better seeing a, a nutritionist or dietitian or someone like that. But for something like that, could that even be, I guess, like an initial stage of that investigation process? So if you're noticing, I have, you know, possibly higher sensitivity to X, Y, and Z ingredients. Is it possible those ingredients, um, are basically making your food sensitive sensitivity show up in a way of acne? Um, If you are, if you, it's, these things are all
3: tied to like your basic, um, your base level of inflammation. Like if you're looking at food allergies and you have an issue with your gut, like say you have um, leaky gut, like your gut lining has become permeable for whatever reason, could be from a medication or from, you know, gluten intolerance or something like that, you're like, you're allergy markers, your inflammation markers are just going to be high across the board. And you can come back with results that say you're allergic to everything under the sun. And you'll be like, wait, what am I supposed to eat? Um, but it could just be because like the the alarm bell has been sounded like across your body from this one you know area that's distorting the results. Um, that said, it can it, like tying it back to the gut. If there's something going on with your gut, it will affect your skin. So certain foods that further inflame your gut issue are going to really affect your skin. So you might you might think you're allergic to um, let's what's a good example here, like um, goat cheese, for example, like dairy breaks people out for sure. Cow's milk is a huge trigger. Goat cheese isn't quite as bad for people. But if you've got something going on with your with your system where your defenses are already weakened goat cheese could break you out. Once you fix the underlying issue, you might find that you're fine with goat cheese. Um, And same thing with other, you know, potentially inflammatory foods.
1: We're actually not a huge fan of those types of tests, like the Everly Well, and again, not bashing any brand in particular, but the really easy test you can just order and it shows up a bunch of food sensitivities because most of the time it actually ends up creating food fear in people because like Danielle said, some of the things that show up on that list are just because you're inflamed and you're being triggered by a lot of different things, but it's there aren't things you have to give up for years or quote never have again so it actually creates a lot of fear in people thinking you know they can never have tomatoes again they can never have uh eggplant again because like nightshades will show up if you're really inflamed um they can never have apples again like it's it's interesting what shows up and so we're a big fan of working with you know a functional health practitioner that can order you a gut test um a nutritional deficiencies test um one that tests your, your toxin levels for like mold and heavy metals, and then a hormone test. And that's going to give you a better look. And you can usually like order those for like as a pack with any functional, um, therapy practitioner, but those are gonna be better than the food sensitivities when you actually, even when those food sensitivities show up, it's not telling you why they're showing up. Like Danielle said, it could be gut, it could be something with your gut, gut permeability. So it's actually not, you know, tomatoes that are your issue. It's healing your gut.
2: Yeah, I, I think like, I love the idea of those tests, like it being accessible and kind of like easy to do at home and you just prick your finger, which surprisingly is much harder to do (laughs) on yourself than you would think. But I agree with you, like the limitations of like not necessarily understanding what to do next or even, you know, how like high the risk level is or how much like this particular thing affects you, I think makes it very, um, it's like a little bit too simple, but I kind of want to d- uh, switch gears a bit and like dive into Clear Stem a bit more. I know we started off the conversation talking a bit about how uh, Clear Stem got started, but I want to know what makes Clear Stem different from what's on the market today that's specifically targeted towards um, people that have acne or that are dealing with a lot of different acne issues.
3: Yeah, so how Clear Stem fits in is it's anti-aging meets anti-acne so think of it both ways it's anti-aging that won't break you out and it's anti-acne that helps you age better um so they and that's confusing for people because traditionally those two categories are opposite they fight each other like Acne products dry your skin out, they damage your barrier, they cause accelerated aging, dryness, flakiness, it makes you get UV damage faster so you get wrinkles faster. Like acne products traditionally are just the worst thing for aging. Flip that, anti-aging products, it's loaded with all the most common filler ingredients like ethylhexyl pomatase or isopropyl isopropylmeristate um, and other random chemicals that these big companies use as the main filler agent of your products. Um, so basically what we did was we formulated to select the ingredients that are effective for acne and stimulating collagen for example mandelic acid that's in one of our key exfoliators exfoliation is critical for acne and for aging and then there's but there's different types of ways you can go about it like say it was just glycolic acid well that's okay for anti-aging it's not the best for acne necessarily um same thing with lactic acid so we chose the sweet spot it's like the goldilocks of ingredients in the right percentages that we chose that hit the the exact midpoint of hitting both concerns equally um that's because we're ingredient experts and that's literally just like the eight years of clinical practice um and my biology background um we're able to know which ingredients work for people um Another kind of way that it's positioned is a lot of our serums are hydrating and they have peptides and stem cells. Well, that's because those are very effective for acne scars, but also on wrinkles. Peptides rebuild collagen, they're little messenger proteins that tell the skin to fix itself essentially. And then stem cells are like pure skin food. So that is going to help regenerate your skin from the damage that the acne did. And it's going to rebuild your collagen. While it's doing that, your fine lines are going to start to disappear too. Your wrinkles are going to like stave off. You're going to be like, I didn't even need Botox because I'm using this peptide serum called bounce back. And it's like, my scars are gone and my wrinkles are fading. So it's like, it's people that have the dual concern, um, but then also wanna stay non-toxic because we do formulate with EWG in mind and we don't, um, we don't have any t- hormone disruptors or any toxins or parabens in our products.
2: So is this a line that's more so directed to people like possibly in their later 20s and up since we have like that anti-aging component or could someone who I guess is like a teen that's struggling with acne and maybe wants a different option besides the Accutane or the birth control or something like that. Is this a line for them or is it like, okay, maybe you got to wait till you're a little bit older and anti-aging is more of a concern.
3: Great question. Because of the price point, I would say it's going to be more appealing to women that are like over 25, um, especially because that's the age when a lot of, you you know, girls start like dabbling in baby Botox and and things like that. Right. So the anti-aging is on their mind at that age. For teenagers, we're not the best line for teenagers. Will it work? Yeah. But teenagers generally break out because of their diet. And they have to have the maturity and the understanding and the wherewithal to fix their diet first. Otherwise, the acne will just keep coming, especially during that puberty window when hormones are just raging. Um, our mind-body skin supplement, though, has become our bestseller because it's the alternative to toxic prescriptions. If a parent has, you know, a 13-year-old daughter, and you know their their physician wants to put her on birth control and antibiotics for her acne, and the mom's just like, wait. No, this sounds terrible, um, but there are no other choices. Our hormonal acne supplement um, called Mind Body Skin is meant to fill the gap between, um, you know, the toxic route and then all the other stuff that just doesn't work. And it starts, it starts um, results start showing up within within a week, and then they keep getting better over a month, two months, um, cause it just has a really good balancing effect. So for teenagers, that's what most people are buying for this skincare. It's definitely more geared towards someone in her
2: like late twenties, thirties, forties. Okay. That makes a ton of sense, especially as you're kind of describing the way the diet comes into play. And like, I know when I was, a te- I mean, I feel like I still eat the same as well, maybe not the same as when I was a teenager, but I do love my ice cream. <laughs> I do. Do you love
1: my Who ice cream? Who doesn't. Right?
2: <laughs> we <laughs> um, just
1: love ours non-dairy now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't get behind
2: the non-dairy ice cream. Like, I haven't found a good one that I love yet. So, like, if you have any recommendations, send them my way. But like, so far, I I love a good like jenny's, the regular
1: Jenny's. <laughs> so, yeah. If you like chocolate, you should try Dream Pops. It tastes <laughs> it tastes like real ice cream. Like, I, I try a lot of non-dairy ice creams because I love, there's nothing better to me than like a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie and some ice cream. Like that just sounds like the best to me. And I feel like so many non-dairies are like icy or weird consistencies or weird aftertaste and you don't have that like luxurious, thick, creamy taste. So Dream Pops is our biggest recommendation, coconut milk based
2: okay say less i love coconut milk i just wrote it down because like i have to do some grocery shopping today so i'm gonna see if they have it at, at the store but i i'm really curious too about retinol i actually had a friend ask me about retinol the other day and i was like wait why are you asking me like i don't know <laughs> but that being said you hear there's like a lot of hype too i feel like with retinol i went to sephora the other day and you know they were like oh like you're um i'm about to turn 29 so it's like oh like anti-aging is it on your mind and i'm like well it is now that you're bringing it up <laughs> but when we talk about retinol I guess like what is that or what are retinols right and like do y'all use it in clear stem or is it kind of one of the I guess like ingredients or types of ingredients that we want to avoid because I often do hear it associated with both anti-aging and acne as well
3: great questions um so we don't use retinol topically because it's not on the non-toxic, um, side of things like clean beauty doesn't have retinol. We use Bacuchio, which is a natural alternative, but why we don't like retinol, even aside from that is because it's, it's, it's compromising to the skin barrier. It makes you get, it makes you way more sun sensitive, especially the prescription ones like Tretinoin, Retin-A, those can annihilate your skin barrier. Um, as most estheticians, really dislike, especially the ones that have been practicing for a while, they really dislike the prescription retinols because they weaken the skin, they thin the skin, you get UV damage faster, which is the thing that ages you the most. So it's just a big trap. Um, For acne, I don't like retinols at all for acne. The concept behind it is that the exfoliation is all you need, but it completely misses the bow on all the internal triggers. And um, even Retin-A, the cream has a notorious pore clogger in it. Um, And they don't play nice with other things. They're so harsh and toxic on the skin barrier that you can't do anything else to help get you to your goal. So they don't get the job done. They have a ton of side effects and they don't play nice with other things. I hate Prescription retinol. That's my rant. Um, we do love vitamin A, though. Vitamin A internally is very helpful and necessary for people with acne. That's the essential concept behind Accutane. It's a very um, intense, water-soluble version of vitamin A that hits you very, it hits your system very, very hard. And that's why you have to do all the blood work and um, sign all the waivers and everything like that. Um, the toxicity of it is also a huge concern because of the way that it's formulated, but vitamin A in a food source that's fat soluble in a supplement form is extremely helpful for acne. And that's like the best of both. That's the best of all worlds when it comes with a retinol conversation, the vitamin A conversation you want a therapeutic amount in bioavailable form that helps your skin just be less acneic. So what vitamin A does when you take it as a supplement, it helps your desquamation process. So desquamation is like your cell turnover that helps your skin shed more consistently and more smoothly so that your pores don't get clogged as easily. I should put that in context because the root cause of acne is something called retention hyperkeratosis. Fancy mouthful for saying we produce more keratin protein than the people who just don't break out. So, our pores are naturally prone to getting clogged just because of the amount of protein we make. So, when you add, um, when you start taking vitamin A internally, it helps with that natural cell turnover process. So, your skin just becomes less acneic.
1: Um,
3: That's the way to think about it. When people do it topically, it just has way more side effects than you bargain for. Yes, it can stimulate collagen in the right percentage, in the right formula, but it we, we're just of the mindset that anything that makes you get UV damage faster is going to backfire on you in the long run. So that's why we don't like it.
2: Yeah. And I've been seeing a ton of, what is it called? Tre- tretinoin? That's the prescription, usually the generic one. Yeah. There's
3: Retin-A, which is the name brand. Then there's Tretinoin, which is the generic usually.
2: Got it. Okay. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of people talking about that like recently and- I haven't like looked too much into it, but I'm like, this just sounds very aggressive because I'll see people talking about it and they're like, well, I can't use this in my skincare now. I got to cut this out. And I'm like, if you're cutting out like all of these things, because this thing is essentially making your skin so sensitive, I mean, that to me sounds a little aggressive, but yeah, each out.
3: own. <laughs> is like a toxic friend that scares away all your other friends and they're
2: not even that good of a oh, friend. No. See, we don't love that. We don't love that. (laughs) That's
1: so good.
2: I love that. You're like, I gotta write this down. Yeah. No, I love that. And then, like, taking
1: mental (laughs) notes. And then I feel like a lot of
2: people don't even wear sunscreen either. Like, okay, let me just say, okay, I wanna say this in front of both y'all. I am on my every single day sunscreen game now, and I've been doing this for a couple years now, but like, it's so crazy to me that we're not really taught to think of sunscreen as like a key thing to include in our skincare routine or at least I wasn't like I feel like you hear about like oh you're going to the beach or you're going to the pool like maybe put on some sunscreen and especially being a black woman it's like I didn't grow up with my parents talking to me about sunscreen. Like we didn't wear sunscreen. So now it's like, you know, when you're thinking about skincare and longevity and like health and all these things, like obviously, you know, skin cancer is a possibility aside. Like you want to take it, you want to like not wrinkle. You want to do all these like other aesthetically pleasing things. Like sunscreen is so important. And I feel like if you're doing retinol, tretinoin and all the things and like not wearing sunscreen, it just sounds, it sounds aggressive. <laughs>
3: It's super aggressive. And you're right. Like being a Black woman, you probably haven't been stressed the importance of sunscreen because you don't necessarily burn easily. Right. You would just get Tanner, not red. Whereas like someone like Kaylee goes out and then she's like red when she comes back, if she doesn't wear sunscreen. Right. So it's just like, Ooh, now I just, I'm just like more tan today. And I let this looks great. You know? So it's like the burn part of the conversation just hasn't been a big thing for you, but it is so important to wear sunscreen because it's not the burning that we care about. Those are more of the UVB rays, the UVA rays Think of those as the aging rays. Those are deeper wavelengths and they go deep into your skin and they cause that damage at the cellular level, which then leads to wrinkles and brown spots like hyperpigmentation and other unwanted sun effects. So the fact that you're in your 20s and already wearing sunscreen that religiously for years, you're way ahead of the game. Like you're going to age. Oh, thank God. You're already (laughs) stunning, but you're going to age so freaking well with your current routine.
2: Okay, yay. It's like, okay, I need to like get my investing game on the same level as my sunscreen game now.
1: One <laughs> so step at a time. <laughs> well, yeah, one thing, thing at a time. We start with I'm the like, skin first. Like you gotta do like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have the skincare
2: and you gotta like floss daily. You gotta, being an adult, all the maintenance things, really
1: just, the they things. add up, they add up. <laughs> We're big yeah. habit stackers though. Like making, because cause like, for someone that's just really starting their health journey, their skin journey can seem really overwhelming like, and almost create this fear of I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. We're big fans of pick one thing at a time, get into a habit every single day of it, and, and then it becomes an enjoyment, right? Because then if you accidentally skip it or miss it, you're like, oh, I'm missing that. And so get that habit and then start habit stacking. So like, do like picking a new habit and do it immediately right after. I'm a big person of like, you know, keeping all my supplements for when I, I walk down into the kitchen and fill up my water first thing in the morning, they're all right there for me to take first thing in the morning. They're not like hidden away in a cabinet where I forget. So I have things placed out in my eyeline and it's a part of my already morning routine. So it's just easily added in. Yeah, I love that. I
2: recently had to take my vitamins out from like the cabinet and put them down like on the counter. Because if they're in the cabinet behind that door, I will never, I will never take them. (laughs) Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind, truly. My counter is crazy because I have all the
3: supplements and all the tinctures. And then we're, we're always formulating, we're formulating a bunch of supplements. So we have to be testing and dabbling and then we get samples from the lab. Like, it looks like a Walter White laboratory with all my supplements. (laughs)
2: oh my gosh I kind of love that (laughs) it's amazing yeah I have like two questions too now that you're talking about like the formulating and all that stuff but um oh I I guess I'll get into that one first like what has been the most challenging part of like creating this brand has it been like the messaging the formulation like what part has have you found challenging
1: You know, it took us a while to figure out our direct messaging in a really clear and concise way because we knew how to do it in long form really easily. We know how to educate, but reaching more people and helping more people, it takes a very unique way of phrasing things to distill it down so you can get people's attention. And then it's like, okay, listen to our masterclass, listen to this podcast, and then you'll get more of the information that's like really, really going to help you. And so it took Danielle and I a lot of time to, to figure out how to communicate that in a correct way. Um, so I said, that was the, the biggest challenge and in, in moving forward, just how can we help educate the right people? Um, we are we are definitely one with our customers, and Danielle and I both are, are very acne prone, struggle with acne, so we know for the most part what people want to hear. But making sure that we're really staying in touch with where our customer is at. Again, we could be using the word non-comedogenic and speaking over people's heads and they're like, wait, I don't know what that is. So it's like, OK, non-poor clogging. Now, what does that mean? And so just making sure, again, we're always staying one with the customer and communicating things in a way that they can hear that has taken a little bit of time
2: i think that is so beautiful that you're also so close with like your customer and you understand their journey and like what they're going through because you are able to i guess give answers to the questions that you had at one point in time right and even something as simple as language like when you start to learn more and you become like this expert it's like okay you're using these big words and these like terms and these acronyms but you know, someone who's like at home dealing with acne, who doesn't have, has never heard of the term non-communogenic or who's never heard of like some of the ingredients that you mentioned, like they need to have that stepping stone to get to that point where now it's like that, that language is part of their language too. So I love that the education is so important.
1: It's it's just like, you know, how we're talking about, you know, like we'll get into investing. And if you if you listen to a podcast that's like really far along and in investing, everything's just gonna go over your head. It's like, okay, but where do I start? If I'm beginning my journey and I have X amount of money to invest, how how do I do that? Where do I start? And can you please explain some of these terms to me? And so that's what we really like to do with our customer, and that's why we host a lot of master classes and do so much education, because it's like a lot of people aren't extremely far along they're like i'm struggling where do i start and how do i get to the root cause of my acne so just making sure that we're consistently putting out information where we can really really help people and make an impact with change in their skin yeah i love that
2: With your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com/slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com/slash manifest daily. Check it out. So, going back to simplification, right? So, as we talk about simplifying the language and also simplifying, you know, the habit stacking in our routine, how I guess like could we start to simplify our skincare routine? If there were, I guess maybe three or four key things that should be part of a skincare routine, what are those things? And then I guess like what's Claire some solution to those three or four things that you need in your routine?
3: Ooh, great question. We are big fans of simplicity. Um, having struggled with our skin for so long and by that, I mean, it takes up your mental bandwidth and your time because you're doing like theater makeup and contouring and putting lighter colors on the bottom of the breakout so the shadow Okay, so it cancels out the shadow like it literally takes so long and then you if you hug someone it wipes off and you're running to the bathroom to redo your makeup like because of the time that it's robbed from us we make formulas that are multifunctional, and we think everyone should focus on that so um that said your routine if you're just super bare bones can be three steps in the morning and three steps at night They're not the same steps but you can keep it that simple so you can in the morning just a gentle cleanser you don't want to do anything too aggressive in the morning like you don't use a scrub in the morning for example so just a gentle cleanser to get off the sweat that you accumulate through the night and then some sort of nutrient nutrition some sort of nutrition or hydrating product that's targeted for what you want to do like our stem cell serum called cell renew um, or our bounce back serum that has the peptides Um, you, you can put that on so it's both hydrating and it's delivering some sort of corrective nutritional element to it. Let that absorb, put on your sunscreen. We have a literally surfer quality level mineral sunscreen it's called you are sunshine um you can put a couple of pumps of that on it also has green tea in it so it's helping um you can just do that and then bounce that's your like 10 minute skincare routine in the morning at night you want to do your corrective work which is your exfoliation every routine does need some exfoliation even whether it's for acne or aging um uh, the type of exfoliation and the frequency is kind of like your workout routine. It can take a minute to find what's perfect for you, but it's important that it's there. So at night you can do your gentle cleanser again to get off your makeup. This is when you might incorporate a scrub for like 10, 15 seconds, just kind of polishing dead skin away. Um, Or you can do our exfoliating serum, like like an alpha hydroxy product, an AHA. So that could be um, any family of acid really, could be something you incorporate to your night routine. So for some people it's salicylic, for some people, it's glycolic. We rely on mandelic because it's like the sweet spot of all those ones. Um, so that will dissolve the stuff on your skin that you don't want there anymore, like clogged pores and brown spots. And ours will also stimulate collagen. Um, then after that's done its work, you let it sit for about 10 minutes uninterrupted. Then you add your next step. which can just be your moisturizer. Um, so it could just be that simple, you know, some sort of cleansing, exfoliating,
2: moisturizing at night. And then in the morning it's cleansing nourishing protecting yes i love a good simple routine i also love a good complex routine for skincare as well i won't even lie but that's just like because i like spending time doing skincare i yeah i hate doing like my hair, like you can't, like if I have to, you know, do all the things I'm like over it. But if I'm sitting there doing like, I get to put on a mask and I get to sit and read on my Kindle while the mask is sitting. And like, I just, I live for that. But I think this is just such a beautiful and um, amazing, like simple three-step and three is just such a good number too. 3 three-step routine. And uh, these products sound amazing as well.
1: Especially if you're just getting into it, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, eight products, it's so overwhelming. Um, Or you're really exhausted. Like when I'm traveling and, you know, I accidentally fall asleep watching a TV show or something like that. <laughs> and I wake back up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do an eight step routine. I want something like really fast. It's going to create that be positive change for my skin. But I have my like once or twice a week long glow up skincare routine where I do my mask. I do like, I do my whole thing and it's a really like self care for me time. So it's fun when you can do like the short and efficient and creating change or the like, give your skin all the optimal hydration and nutrients and just give to yourself.
3: Yeah, on that on this topic um the the term skin cycling it, it refer it's super super trending um topic like what is skin cycling it's it's what estheticians have been doing for years. It's when you use different things at different t- different days, right? Cuz you don't want to do the same thing every day. But you can have days where it is super basic. You you're tired at night, you gentle cleanse just get your makeup and sweat off. Hopefully you floss, throw your moisturizer on. That can be your, your cheat day, if you will. Um, and then there's days where it's like, yeah, I, it's Sunday night. I want to set myself r- right for Monday morning. I'm going to do all my self-care things. I have an hour. No one's going to bother me. That's when you do your masks and your um, you like your scrub and you can do like your microcurrent, um, make sure you get your eye gel, you know, a couple layers of it. Like that's when you really layer on, um, and that can be like your treatment night. So, um, doing, having different nights where some are more lengthy and intense and then some
2: are just short and sweet is totally normal. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. And it really, it's almost like going with whatever, I guess like energy and vibe you're in for that night. And if I know like, okay, Sunday night is the night that I get to look forward to this thing. It is a beautiful thing to look forward to. And it's like, you're building that into your habits, right? But you're also building that into this like routine that, you know, calms you down or brings you joy at like a certain, you know, part of the week. So I love that. And I I love that you kind of explained it in that way as, you know, like skin cycling as well. So, Thank you so much, Danielle and Kaylee. This has been an amazing conversation, super informative. I feel like I learned a ton. Um, I will continue using my sunscreen as per usual. And like I love that. I love that we've encouraged hopefully some people to start using sunscreen a bit more as well. But um, let us wrap us. So let's wrap up this conversation. I would love to know where we can find you online, um, and maybe if you could shout out your favorite Claire Stum product as well.
1: I love it. Okay, fa- let's do favorite clear-stem product first. Um, oh, okay, I'm so, okay, I'm gonna cheat. I'm so tied between two. <laughs> so the fir- my first favorite is Clarity because I mean, that just keeps my skin clear and bright. And it gives you that like quick change that you want to see just like instantly brightens your skin and helps unclog your pores. So I literally couldn't live without that. But then I also completely bathe in the Hydra Berry. It's our sleep moisture mask and I'm naturally very, very dry. So I just bathe in it at night, but I also put, because I'm dry, I put a nice thick layer on before I do my makeup and it gives me a really glowy, hydrated look before.
3: Wow.
2: Okay. I yes. love that.
3: Um, my, I'm torn between two. Okay. My favorite topical product. Oh my God. That's so hard. Bounce Back for sure. Um, I don't like doing Botox. I feel like it makes me look mean. I've tried it a million times and then I go home and microcurrent it out. <laughs> so I um, I love Bounce Back. It literally has a ton of three different specific peptides that are meant to correct wrinkles. So that's my favorite for sure. When I don't use it for a while, I for sure notice a difference, especially in the fine lines on my forehead. Um, So bounce back for sure. And then the mind, body, skin, acne supplement. um, It's the thing that I personally rely on. Um, It makes me feel good. We put 5-HTP in there, which is a serotonin um, builder. So it just makes you feel like calm. It helps PMS and mood. it attacks the stress element of acne. So for me, that's really important. Um, It's ironic that Kaylee and I are both acne prone and we have running the company to educate people about acne is one of the most stressful things you can put yourself under. So um, for me, I rely rely on mind, body, skin um, to keep me clear, especially with my travel schedule when you can't always control what you're eating.
1: This was amazing. Thank you so much, Tiandra. Um, you can find ClearStem on all social channels, ClearSTem Skincare, and then ClearStemskincare.com for a lot of the resources that we talked about. And then Danielle's Instagram is Danielle the Acne Guru, and mine is Kaylee Christina
2: amazing thank you both so much i'll have everything linked down below including the products that we mentioned in today's episode i want to thank you both again for taking the time out to chat with me this has been amazing and i hope y'all both have a good rest of your wednesday thank you, you too. So much. thank
1: you